0: Friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your podcast for IT business support, where we try to help as best we can with product stories and tips, all in an effort for you to support your customers better, smarter, and faster. And I have been trying to do my best to bring on different people this year, some new friends, And I have done just that today. Actually, I think they searched me out, which was kind of interesting, but I have the CEO of Synchro MSP, Emily Glass in the house. Emily, how are you?
1: Good, how are you doing today?
0: I am doing good. Uh, Looks like you've got a nice sunny day looking out your window there. It's uh, an unusually rainy day here in South Florida.
1: Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm in the greater Boston area, and yes, it's a gorgeous day, it's perfect. Now, thank you for having me. I'm so I'm so flattered
0: <laughs> to be on the show.
1: Yes. <laughs> After stalking you. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, don't don't make it sound like that. <laughs> uh, so, let's start with this because you actually have been out and about for quite a quite a while. And I'm not going to be, you know, prideful and say that uh, you know, I don't know about you guys or whatever. I know about Synchro. I've, you know, talked to many people that have used you guys over the years. But you started with them, was it December?
1: Yeah, late last year. um, I became the CEO of Synchro and I was on the board uh, of the company for a little bit uh, before that as well. Yep. All right. Almost a year I've been there.
0: All right. So at least I can, you know, build up to that first year celebration. And it sounds like things have been going very well.
1: Uh, Yes. Awesome. I mean, there's always more to learn. And uh, I am a lifelong learner, so uh, I'm always uh, intrigued. We were just chatting before the show, and I learned something new about. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you never know what you're going to learn, and things change so fast too in the MSP industry that they there's do. always something new they uh, do to absorb as well.
0: Yeah. So and now let's just you know start off from the standpoint of your history. It's you're not new to the industry. You have been around for quite some time. You'd be considered a veteran. Uh, yeah. Are you calling
1: me old? <laughs>
0: uh, I said veteran. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I have. I've been lucky enough uh, to be around the industry for a while, and uh, I kind of fell into it. Uh, so it wasn't by choice, but but now it is. I've you know I've come to to love the MSP industry, and um, my company that I worked at uh, was named Backupify.
0: Yes, and it
1: was acquired by Datto, Datto back yeah. in the day.
0: The yes, Empire, so yep.
1: Yes, so that's how. Yes, uh, that's how I came to find out what an MSP was, uh, and came to the industry. And luckily, through my time at Datto, I uh, spent many years working really closely with MSPs in a variety of roles, really understanding their businesses, their challenges, and what they sort of value from a partner and how we how we can work together to be mutually successful. So um, I was really fortunate to be a part of really a high growth phase of data.
0: Okay. Well, you didn't just fall into it. You had been doing some, some pretty amazing things before then you were a software engineer. You were doing, you were doing some pretty intense techie stuff before.
1: Yes. I have my degree in computer engineering. I see you've done your research.
0: I, I, uh, I have I a crack to... research department for for stuff like these.
1: <laughs> You've been stalking me. I've been stalking <laughs> you. It's all mutual <laughs> here. So, um, yes, I was uh, I was early on in my career a support engineer. I went uh, traveled around the world configuring software uh, installations back in the day when everything was on prem. Uh, and I uh, wor- then worked my way into product management because I found people very fascinating. And the problems I was solving in the field when I went to install things, I found it very challenging. A lot of the <laughs> problems weren't with the software so much as with the people right. uh, who had done something wrong or not, you know, not listened or whatever uh, and or needed training on how to use it, uh, which I found very fascinating. And that's how I I, I moved into product management and then, um, yeah, and, and was able to use my technical knowledge to build many cool products, uh, video products. I also worked at Akamai. Uh, and then back up a So I found my way through sort of the tech space uh, and from product management and more of a customer experience lens.
0: All right. So you mentioned that you got introduced to the MSP world while uh, working with the empire. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your words,
0: my words. Yes. Datto. I'm a Datto partner. So uh, don't think too bad of me there. Now, while you were there, um, how long before you started really moving up in the ranks? Because coming, coming from backup, up I, uh, I had to imagine that it was interesting in your position to be acquired, but then to kind of move up in the ranks there, because you ended up being chief product officer. So first tell me the first response that I got to ask you, what is, what does it mean to be chief product officer?
1: Okay, I'm going to have to remember that part two of that question. because okay. That's like a, a left turn. Okay, um, slightly. Uh, how how did I work up my way through the ranks? So, you know, every acquisition and mer- or merger, every integration, right, of two companies is really challenging to navigate. There's a lot of different decisions that have to be made. And, you know, usually the companies have some differences, even if there's uh, reasons why they're combining and maybe a similar product or customer or something, they've got different cultures or whatever. So uh, it is a pretty tumultuous time when two companies are, are coming together as it was with Backupify and Datto, you know, no, nothing unusually, uh, uh, nothing unusual, just a challenge. Uh, Backupify was based in Boston and uh, Datto was based in Norwalk, Connecticut, and a lot still happened in Norwalk, Connecticut in person at the time of the merger. So I just made a decision early on that I was going to spend time in Norwalk, building relationships, uh, figuring out what data was about, what data's products were about and how what what I could learn you know I think might be a theme of the podcast, but I'm a learner. So I was just intrigued that there was this whole world of MSP that I never heard about. And I was determined to learn about it. And I think that was really the start of my growth experience at Datto and led to many of the opportunities that I um, had a, was fortunate enough to have there.
0: All right. So I'll help you with part two. So before you left, you were chief product officer. So yes. <laughs> what, what were you chief product officer of?
1: Yes. All, all, um, so all of the data product lines. Okay. Um, yeah. And that I was in that role about a, year, a little over a year before I left. And before that, I was a chief experience officer. Uh, but I really um, was maybe chief problem-solving officer <laughs> to an extent. Uh, and again, I think it goes back to wanting to learn. I was um, fortunate enough, like in a growing company, things are always breaking, right? Even not intentionally, not anyone's fault. It's just that uh, things are getting bigger and needs change. So I got to work with many people who were trying to solve new problems as the company was growing. And that's how I made it to a chief product officer role. And in the chief product officer role, uh, I got to work with a product management team, a design team, a scrum master team on the agile kind of development side to help uh, understand partner problems, translate those into some kind of uh, uh, you know, short summary for the engineering team and then work with the engineering team to design solutions to those problems. And that's really what product managers do. At a high level, I got to work with the teams that did that.
0: So you are the second person to use the term Scrum Master in as oh, many yes. days. I had a, uh, a separate podcast. It's not a tech podcast, but I was talking with somebody yesterday and we were researching a friend who was Scrum Master at Pandora. Yeah. And I thought, what kind of a made up term is Scrum Master? <laughs> I know
1: it does sound a bit
0: fanciful. And
1: yeah. And in the old, old Agile, I don't think they use it anymore, but there was all sorts of other terms that like you know you might not associate with software development. Uh, and, and probably not anymore. But yeah, in the agile world, it's it's a role that helps sort of unblock challenges mm-hmm. and understand trends on on an agile development team and help help them sort of unblock and move forward.
0: All right. I was thinking maybe that was an English term that made its way over to the Boston area where they're used, you know, they use the term scrum yeah, for rugby. rugby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that it has probably has its origins there too. We'll, we'll say, I mean, it's a scrum team, right. In agile. So yes, don't, don't quiz me on my old agile knowledge.
0: Okay. Maybe later off air. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. So you do all of that at Datto and now, We'll skip over a couple little months in there, but then you end up at synchro. And let me just ask the question that I think, uh, well, no, I'll ask that question later. The question I'll ask first is...
1: Yeah, save the hard stuff for later. Is
0: uh, how did you go from data to synchro? Is it something where, was it you looking for a change or was somebody coming after you? Uh, how did that happen?
1: That's a great question. So uh, there was actually quite a bit of time in between, um, nearly two years. Uh, so I left Datto. I mean, I had been there, well, if you consider the backup of five years, uh, about seven to eight years, right? That, that's, all, that's These days, that's a long time. So I needed a break. Like I said, things had got, grown fast. So seven, years and,
0: seven years and nine months.
1: There you go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're my number one stalker. Um, so, seven years and nine months. Uh, so I was correct. Um, and I decided I needed a little bit of a break. Uh, So I left the end of 2019 thinking I would travel and live life and spend time with my family. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. Yes. So I said, well, I can't travel. (laughs) My family's home all the time. So I guess I'm going to have lots of time with them. Um, And I started to do some consulting. Uh, I took another role for a year. I worked at a company that did gifting. And then um, Mainsail, which is an investor in Synchro, came knocking and asked me to join the board of Synchro. And Again, learning. I'm going to, every answer I'm going to weave in learning today. Okay. Uh, I love to learn. I always wanted to be on the board of a company. And, um, you know, I thought my MSP experience and knowledge could be really helpful. And I wanted to stretch myself and learn. So I thought this was a great opportunity to join a board. And, you know, things happened from there. And here here I am CEO. All
0: right. So I wasn't going to ask you about main sale, but I guess I will. And there's no way to transition into this. But, our industry has kind of gone through ups and downs with, you know, private equity firms and investings and all of these things uh, coming into our space, buying up, you know, uh, vendors and changing, I guess, I don't want to say the mindset, but the culture, I guess, is a, big, a great way to say it. Um, because now everything becomes a matter of, you know, what's going to be best for the investors. Um products are changed. Now, obviously I'm going to say that main sale has not done that with synchro. They've actually made the product better. Whereas we can look at other situations and they've made it worse. Um, but that's who knows, you know, stocks will, will change that someday probably. Uh, but what did you see in main sale to, uh, partner with them and then to follow their lead and head over to synchro?
1: yeah I mean, I think I think as you mentioned when an investor any kind of investor right uh, comes in, it can change the trajectory or the priorities of the company on a cultural product, business model like on a number of different factors for sure or 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 it doesn't have to. Uh, so you know, in the case of main sale, what I saw by getting to know them from being on the board with them is that they really prioritize the culture. Uh, They really were passionate about the MSP industry and saw a lot of potential, and they were really listening closely to myself, you know, with the MSP experience, but also the founders and the leaders at Synchro to try to understand what was the key to their success and kind of not mess with it, right? So they really wanted to invest in that and double down on that, not necessarily apply a template or force a change uh, to make them conform to some sort of formula for success, and i think that curiosity uh is what has served like has has worked has made this partnership really work is that they want to support um us not kind of change us
0: all right now i have to assume that you're bringing that mindset to synchro and the fact that you're talking about always learning things by the way do you watch ncis
1: no okay <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> that's okay because that's uh, a phrase so in C.I.S. new orleans
1: yeah
0: uh the main i don't char- have
1: cable marv oh that's okay i know
0: i've been trying to get rid of cable for years and the wife won't let me <laughs> so that's another story okay, uh but the main after <laughs> the, the main character that's what he tells his team is when they're trying to you know solve a crime he's like go learn things so uh-huh. just wondered if that's where that came from Oh, no. All no, right.
1: it's just one of my core values it, uh, as a person uh, is learning. Um, I just love to learn. Any, any, on a number of topics, you'll know, you know I have a computer engineering degree, I have a master's of art education also. Oh. If that's any indication of the range of, of what I mean by learning, I will uh, I want to I learn, I want to know, I think, having a, a different perspective uh, on a problem or uh, a topic can really be helpful.
0: Okay, well, then let's let me redirect my question then to talk about the things that you have brought to Synchro. Now, again, I've not been able to see you um, on the front line uh, since you've been there. But now that you've been there, you know, 10 months coming up on a year, uh, what types of things are you bringing to not only the the product line, but the culture of Synchro, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, the founders of Synchro are great people. They did a great job uh, setting up a really cool company and product. Uh, They had an innovative idea and they really did uh, a nice job of connecting with the community and making Synchro a really great place to work and a really good company to work with as a partner. Uh, so I don't want to mess with that. So one of the things I'm doing is not not breaking <laughs> that. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, you know, some of it, uh, and we we talked about this with fast-growing companies. Some of that just naturally breaks, right? It doesn't scale right. uh, the way that you uh, the way that you're doing it. Um, you have to change and figure out new ways to to connect with folks, to ship stuff faster, uh, to ship what your partners are are needing as they grow with you. So what I'm trying to bring is my knowledge uh, from working at Datto and from working in the MSP space for a long time about what matters to partners from a product perspective and a customer experience perspective, and having seen the scale of growth and, and having seen what, what's needed at different stages sort of, of growth or, or, or larger stages, bringing that um, mindset to the challenges that we're having today, and hopefully avoiding some of the missteps or some of the painful parts uh, as we're growing and and trying to figure out how to keep our culture intact, keep our our, uh, partner experience intact as we grow.
0: Okay. Now, as part of that culture change, and I'm going to use a term here that I don't like using, but I use it and I even sometimes will say it about myself. I know that you have mentioned that Synchro is for the emerging MSP. A lot of the industry will look at that and say, well, Stinkerl is the RMM and PSA for the Trunch Slammer in the industry. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's entirely true, but that's the perception that's out there. Um, I mean, you guys have a ton of features. You've added a ton of integrations. Um, How is it trying to change that image that is out there of being the Trunch Slammer's RMM?
1: Yeah. Um, so that, that doesn't bother me at all, <laughs> I'll just say okay. off the bat. I mean, we have been a favorite uh, solution for folks who are just starting out with their MSP. And I I don't, you know, uh, I'm not embarrassed okay. <laughs> say, by that at all. I think it's been a real source of strength because we really understand what people um, are going through, what challenges they're going through as they're starting their business. And those folks and those MSPs have grown with us. So we've learned from them and grown with them over time, which has built some really loyal uh, partnerships. And it means that we get really honest feedback from them about what they need. So I think that's a huge source of strength for us as we continue to grow. Uh, we we launched, uh, we had a press release earlier this week, and we, we um, announced that we have over 4,000 partners, synchro partners now. So we've definitely grown up from the, or with that base of partners. And we still see people coming with, uh, you know, with just starting out saying, ah, you know, I'm just starting my business, help me. And we're happy to help and guide them. And, and we're really actually passionate about that. And we have those folks who have been around for a long time, or maybe become disillusioned with other solutions that are coming to us for help now too, because of the feature set that we've grown, um, grown uh, into. So uh, you know, I, I'm open to all emerging MSPs. I I think, you know, one to 10 users or one to 10 employees at an MSP is an emerging stage for me. I don't okay. associate emerging with like, you know, you just started last month necessarily. I think there's a long um, process to go through to really get your MSP growing. And I'm happy to partner with MSPs in, in all of those stages of growth to help them figure out their business.
0: All right. Well, listen, yeah. I I mean, Full disclosure, I don't use Synchro, but that's that's kind of, I don't want to say it's my fault, but when I started using my product uh, back in 2015, I don't think Synchro was around. And I found a product that kind of does what I needed. And I'm in that in-between stage. Um, I'm not a trunch slammer but I'm not a full-fledged MSP either. I do provide managed services and I utilize um, a platform that, that integrates everything that I need. I'd like, I like the single platform and I have not been able to leave yet. Although, and we'll talk about this a little later, I've seen a couple of integrations that you have mm-hmm. that might sway me. Oh yeah. So okay. we'll see how that wow. goes. Let's, um, so you talked about the press release you just announced uh, some stuff here. You are also just now announcing and I know this is an audio podcast so we can't show it, but we will later. Um you guys have released new branding, new logo. So almost like a new image. What's uh, what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a refresh, you know. So it's not complete it's not a complete departure, but it does sort of show how we've matured. Uh, you mentioned we weren't we weren't even around in 2015. So Synchro was founded in 2017. Really, the product went to market in you know 2019. Uh, so it's still a fairly relatively new uh, company and, and brand and product. Uh, but we had not updated our brand since we launched originally, and you know we've grown a lot. Like you said, uh, we have uh, even larger partners that are uh, with us now. So we wanted our brand to reflect that. And if you've seen it or when we show it. Uh, you'll notice that we've uh, evolved our octopus, which was, um, you know, symbolic of Synchro. We didn't want to get rid of him uh, or them, I should say. Uh, <laughs> they, ha- they have a new name. They're named Eight and they look kind of like an infinity symbol, which I really love because um, it's kind of bringing everything together in terms of Synchro being about continuous improvement, bring it back to my learning, uh, actually characteristic as well. We're constantly learning. We're constantly partnering uh, and we wanted um, eight, our octopus, uh, really to integrate with the brand at Synchro, um and be symbolic of how much we've grown and matured uh, and and why we're all at Synchro every day, which is you know, to make life better for our partners. so we're we're really proud of that. Um I will note we spend no engineering time on our brand because <laughs> I know MSPs. the first thing they're gonna think is, oh gosh, why are they spending time on their website? Um, we uh, we worked with a great uh, firm for that. Uh, no engineers were harmed in the uh, launch of this brand. And our engineers are very hard at work on uh, product functionality. But I'm really proud of the new brand. I think it went, the launch went really well.
0: So to translate what you just said, you're not going to be raising prices to pay for the rebranding. Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So when this uh, gets published, I will have the logos as part of the episode art and stuff like that. But I should let people know, and I probably should have said this at the beginning. uh, We are going to be doing a live show uh, together and uh, it'll be myself and you and you're you're bringing a third person to the party.
1: Yeah, I'm going to bring Ian Alexander, our channel chief. So he's one of the original founders of Synchro. Uh, he's an all round great guy. I'm sure most of your audience or any, you know, any Synchro folks definitely know him. He's always in Reddit on the Facebook group of the community. Uh, he's uh, an entrepreneur and he's got a great um, spirit and energy uh, for Synchro. So yeah, he'll be back with me.
0: All right. I know Ian. Uh, I don't know if he remembers me, but I had him on a podcast a very long time ago.
1: Before 2017.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I must've been 20. He's
1: not that old. I think he's younger than me. So,
0: okay. I'm not trying to say old. I don't know why you keep throwing that in my, uh, in my mouth there. Uh, So yeah. So September 28th, uh, Wednesday evening, 8 PM on the live show. I uh, will have synchro in house, and we'll do a lot more stuff. We'll show off the logo. We—I don't know if we're going to do a demo. I don't know if we're going to do stuff, but we'll figure it out. It'll yeah. be a, a nice oh, little crazy. show there. So tune in for that, folks. Let's um, let's do this before. I'm going to save that section till later. And by the way, folks, yes, I do have notes that I'm trying to follow, but you know how the conversation goes. Whatever comes up is what we talk about. So we talked about the changes, the branding, the refreshing. Uh, You guys have also done a few things when it comes to features and integrations. And I heard recently that you released OS patching, which Mm -hmm. I, along with other people, thought, oh, didn't you already do that?
1: Yes, I've heard that before. (laughs) It was, I mean, it's perfectly logical that you would assume we already had that. It was our number one requested thing as a result. Uh, And it was a pretty standard sort of RMM. Uh, functionality or feature. So yes, we added that uh, earlier this year. Um, and, and I think it goes, you know, I wish, I wish we had done it sooner, but we got to it. And I think, you know, it, it shows that we listen to our partners and we prioritize what they're asking for. So on the RMM side, that, that was a, a, a big win, I know, for our partners and, and for prospects that are looking for a solution.
0: Well, I say it's better to do it right than to do it fast and be wrong.
1: That's true. So. Or to do the wrong thing. Yes,
0: to do the wrong thing.
1: We got there.
0: Okay, so that's big. So let's ask, or let me ask, what else might be happening as part of this refresh? Are there new features coming out? Are there new integrations being announced?
1: Yes, um, not necessarily as part of the new branding. I mean, the branding was an update that was years sort of coming. As I mentioned, it was uh, overdue. Uh, But separately, you know, we continue to invest in the product. Uh, and uh, you know, we did that OS patching feature earlier this year, which is on the RMM side. So a lot of the work that we're going to continue to focus on now is more in the PSA area. So more depth on that side. So more on the ticketing communications with your clients. Um, R U Y U X? So if if you're a synchro partner, maybe maybe not not for you because you're not a synchro partner. Um, but it might for, be. For-
0: tell me what <laughs> tell me what that means and Y U X. Go ahead.
1: Um, well, I was gonna say, if you are a synchro partner, the, the words I'm saying are probably music to your ears because again, we, we, we are listening. Uh, we might not might not always have everything as quickly as people want, right? We can't do everything at the same time, but we do know what our partners want. And so more focus on the PSA and tickets, uh, UI, UX. So we have some nav updates planned. We have some consistency updates. We know we've you know grown over time and we've got some, some things that we could polish up. So we hear our partners on that front. And then automation um, and more payment options. Um, we have a payment provider right now, but we've heard loud and clear that people want more choices. And so that's something that's on our near-term uh, roadmap for release, um, as well as reliability improvements. Um, like you said, more integrations are coming. We, we, we announced WebRoot security awareness training uh, recently, a month or two ago. Uh, and we have a few more integrations announced, uh, or sorry, planned for announcement later this year too. So people can expect more on that front.
0: All right. So I also noticed while I was perusing the site since I had not been there a while. So I mentioned the fact that the integration that really jumped out at me was the Domotes integration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big Domotes user. So that is a uh, pretty big hoodoo, uh, which is documentation. I'm an IT glue mm-hmm. user right now but I'm looking at hoodoo Mm -hmm. and there was, there was, um, there was this uh, mention of white labeling and appointment booking. So Mm -hmm. I was going to ask in terms of white labeling, is that so that if customers get access to the portal or if they are getting uh, ticket updates and stuff like that, it can show our branding instead of synchros branding.
1: Yeah, we have a, a few features related to that. So we have a system tray icon, you know, through the RMM agent okay. uh, that you can brand and have people submit tickets. And then, yes, the portal that they can kind of see their their tickets in progress um, in that can
0: be white-labeled. Okay, yeah. and the appointment booking. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a Calendly user, and I know that mm-hmm. Microsoft Teams has added this booking feature, and I'm kind of looking at, ooh, what do I want to use? So if I were to make the transition, let's say to Synchro, uh, what types of things could I do with the appointment booking?
1: Um, Yeah, so, you know, you have all your agents or your techs, whatever you happen to call them, uh, in in Synchro, and you can see their availability and automatically book um, um, appointments. We have a lot of folks that are using um, Microsoft uh, office to uh, our 0365 uh, integration to do that i have to check on calendly maybe you need to sign up for a synchro <laughs> demo okay um and get all the details <laughs> from our from our lovely account uh account executive team who are like more like consultants than salespeople i like to say and they'll they'll help you figure out all your integrations
0: i was wondering how many questions you were gonna let me ask before you said maybe you should sign up
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was a test okay got it did I pass?
0: I try. You did actually. <laughs> one, you answered the questions. Yeah. So all right. Um, let's. Um, well, speaking of, since you mentioned, I should probably sign up. One of the one of the new questions I've been asking is, what is your customer avatar look like? In the sense of, if you were to say, we want to go out and get this type of customer. Now you mentioned earlier, emerging MSPs. Now I've got to imagine that can't be the only avatar that you want out there. So what would be your, your ideal customer avatar?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, We, we, so first of all, we are solely focused on MSPs. Okay. So just, you know, that's not, that's not true for everyone and, and, but it's true for us. Uh, So it would be an MSP Um, and the attributes, you know, it's uh, the attributes of, of a perfect kind of partner profile for me. Uh, it's someone who wants to get up and running quickly. So who prioritizes sort of simple simplicity, uh, but a complete a complete tool set, but not sort of with the complexity or bloated kind of feeling. Um, and someone who really knows the advantage of business operations and of standardizing and automating. We have a lot of automated functionality in terms of like billing, like recurring billing, dynamic billing, um, and remediation. So I want... You know, ideally, it's a partner who you know values their time, and um, you know, understand appreciates the value of automation, and wants to find a trusted partner to listen and grow with. Because we do need feedback. We are a growing company, uh, and we really appreciate our active, engaged community and them telling us what they need. And so, someone who you know wants to invest that time or be part of that community.
0: Okay. All right. So. That takes care of all the uh the standard stuff. Let's go back yeah. now to and let's dive into a, a hard issue, I think. And only because this stuff doesn't really get talked about much, but of course, I know that you probably get asked this question a lot. Uh what is it what does it feel like or what does it mean to be one of the few female CEOs in the channel?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it's really fantastic. It's a huge opportunity. I am, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons I took the job apart from my love for the channel, the opportunity to be a CEO, uh, not only personally, right, and professionally. uh, I have, I I wanted to take it to be a role model and to show others, uh, other future leaders, uh, that this is possible, and um, to help inspire them and find the belief that they can do this, right? This is achievable. It's possible. Uh, and I, I've seen the channel have more focus on diversity lately um, and more sort of content, right? Podcasts, uh, case in point, awards, conferences, topics, discussion areas, uh, people getting together um, happening lately. So I've been really encouraged by that. And I hope that um, you know, I can serve as a, a beacon of hope uh, and an example that it is it is possible.
0: So you mentioned diversity, and I wanted to ask you about that as well, because being African-American, I am immersed in diversity topics all the time, uh, probably not as openly as some people would like, or probably too open. But it is interesting, now that you and I have connected, I noticed that you have actually Been pretty public about some of your thoughts, and I wanted to ask you about one of them. You've you've mentioned that you are very big on inclusion. You're very you're very keen on talking about the the struggles um, that we have to deal with racism, sexism, blah blah blah. But you actually wrote an article or a post a while back. I think it was in LinkedIn, and you. It was funny because what caught everybody's attention, I'm assuming, because it did catch mine, is you wrote, don't like this post, do something. And you started to map out the term grandfather. So as a a CEO, first of all, as a female CEO, and this isn't, and I'm not going to say it isn't your fight because you're not African-American, but you actually took that on yourself to say something about that. Can I ask what prompted that and and what type of response you got?
1: Yeah, that that absolutely. I'm happy to um talk about this. So Um, you know, first of all, I have to acknowledge, I'm not perfect. And, you know, um, through uh, coursework actually at Synchro, which was um, brought to us by our our founders, and we we continue to do today, we put all of our employees through a program called Racial Healing Allies. um, And we do, uh, there's some education pieces of it, there's discussion pieces, and there's a, a small group kind of discussion part as well. And through that process, um, I love, you know, I learned a lot going back to the learning, and I have yet a lot to learn. Um, but the grandfathering post came out of that experience where um, I wanted to educate myself on what other what terms are we using that might be harmful unintentionally, right, but might have Uh, um, a foundation or origination in in, uh, racist sort of systemic racism in in America? And what could I do to pass on my knowledge to others in the industry who might not be aware? Um, And there's so many terms, grandfathering is one, uh, unfortunately, um, and grandfathering is but one of them. And I wanted to provide alternates. uh, So there's like a solution right there and provide education and, and really speak up. Because if we don't Say anything like if we, you know, I think it. A lot of it is people don't know. I mean that 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 term especially. So you asked about the reaction. A lot of people were like, "Really?" You know, they don't even they don't even know. And so the curiosity um, is really important uh, to explore like alternate. You know, where do these things come from and alternate ways of expressing ourselves and to continue to learn what it's like from others' perspectives. Because I don't pretend uh, to know exactly what it's like. But when I learn something, I do want to sort of share it. And hopefully that that helps move us forward.
0: Well, it did. And I appreciate that. And yes, there are lots of terms out there that one people do not know the origin to, and obviously don't know the impact that such words have. And it was interesting because when I brought up my diversity podcast, uh, right after the George Floyd incident, uh, I had a lot of people that reached out to me and said, Oh, I didn't realize that was a problem for you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. do you not see what color I am? <laughs> I
1: mean, I yeah. yeah uh, it's interesting. I think, you know, even myself, I learned a lot through that, that course. And like I said, I'm still on the journey to really understand. Um, and uh, it's, it's a real problem, but I do think that we have to talk about it um, because ignoring it, right. Pretending that there's no problem doesn't, doesn't help move us forward. And you know, Synchro, uh, bringing, bringing it back a little bit to the work environment, Synchro is a remote company. And so by definition, you know, people are working from home. Right. So we have people's personal lives, their social lives in our work. It's it's enmeshed. And I know some people would love to go back to the day where work and home were separate states and never do they meet. Uh, but um, I don't I don't know that that's possible and going to happen in the world. And it definitely doesn't happen at Synchro. So we are, we are at work to help each other be better people and help the business get better and help our partners. And when we think about our partners, we think about their businesses and the technology and all the features and their quality of life. So it's really kind of entwined in everything that we do. It's really hard to separate those things.
0: All right. So were some of these programs in place before you got there or are these things that have like popped up in the last year?
1: Um, so the, the racial healing allies class was something that they've been doing for a long uh, a while, okay. um, but that I'm, you know, maintaining and we're going to continue to do because I think it's really important. Um, but, you know, we'll look to we, we have affinity groups now and we're investing even more in that internally um, to give a voice and give a space for folks who want to um, uh, meet with people who are similar uh, and have um, conversations and have like a safe space to have those conversations.
0: All right. Sounds like I need to get into the Synchro family at some point. <laughs> so for people that are listening uh, to the audio, I know we'll have the live show and we'll go over stuff uh, much more in depth. Then if people wanted to start their journey with Synchro, is it just as simple as heading to the Web page and signing up for a demo or what's what's the best process for them?
1: um the i mean if you want to try it out we have a free trial on the website it's very easy no credit card no terms no hassle so you could just try it out on your own if you want to give it a spin before you talk to anyone we also have the ability for you to request a demo on the website uh front and center so if you go to synchromsp.com you have your choice uh our sales folks are ready to, to chat with you and, and they will chat with you. I've, I've actually been on a number of demo calls and it really is about trying to help you um, figure out how Synchro can be helpful for your business. You've... And if they want to email me and give me feedback about that experience, well, you're, you're going to
0: do it, aren't you? Partner, you're going to do it. Okay.
1: Yes. So. Uh, always. Um, I am accessible. My email is CEO at com. It goes to me. I have no admin yet. It's a sad state of affairs. What? So. <laughs> It's so I I read and answer every email. Sorry if I'm a little slow. I'm a little like a little like days, not months. Um, and uh, but I do get back to everyone, and I really appreciate hearing from.
0: Them. Well, maybe you need to raise prices so you can afford an admin. <laughs>
1: no? Okay, I'll think about that
0: one more. Uh, all right. Now I was going to ask. So when you say you've been on demo calls, is that something that, as part of your CEO practice, you're like, I want to see every facet of the business, or are you? Like a part of demo calls to uh, bring in new new partners.
1: Ah, uh, yes, I see what you're asking. Um, I, I I did a lot of shadowing of demo calls and tech support calls when I started, and now I periodically do it because I want to hear, you know, what are prospects saying, what are they looking for, what kind of you know reactions do they have, or business challenges do they have? Because we go through some discovery of you know what what struggles are you facing with your current solution. I kind of want to hear it in their words, unfiltered, okay. right? So, so I attend to kind of listen and hear. So I'm, I'm not doing the demoing. Um, usually I'm uh, incognito as you, as you might say. All
0: right. Cause I thought maybe it'd be pretty cool to be doing a demo and I'm asking the rep, you know, questions and they're like, oh, well, by the way, our CEO is right here. And
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may have happened once or twice. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, um, again, folks, we are going to be doing a live podcast Wednesday, September 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Emily Glass, the CEO, and Ian Alexander will be on that podcast. And I'm sure they will be very happy to answer any questions we have. And I'll just go ahead and put this out there. If you have questions and you are not available to be on the show, go ahead and send them in to me ahead of time. Head over to the website and click on the contact me form and send that question in and we'll make sure we get it Red live and on the air as long as it's appropriate. All right. Yep. Don't be, clean. don't be sending in comments about the Boston red Sox or anything like that.
1: In my case, I'm a football slash soccer fan, whatever, you know, wherever you're from, whatever you want to call it. So don't, don't send in any new England revolution.
0: Um, okay. You um, said that football slash soccer. So you're, you're, you're I'm the- just
1: trying to be in- inclusive of our, of our friends in the UK or, you know, in Europe
0: okay (laughs) i thought you were gonna say something about um you were a football fan until tommy left town
1: oh yeah no i can't you know no i don't watch much i'm originally canadian marv so football is not really part of my dna you know
0: well i didn't know i okay like born in canada
1: Yes. yes born and raised in montreal yep montreal
0: okay So I don't know much about Montreal, but we have a lot of Quebec people that come down to Florida in the winter. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yes, you got the snowbirds. Mm Yep. Yep. I can see you enjoy that. (laughs) Leave it at that. Your face says it all.
0: (laughs) We have a great saying in Florida, you know, Canadian snowbirds. Gotta love them. Yes. (laughs) All right. So we're going to take that up
1: there. Come on. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, you got to have pity.
0: <laughs> anything yeah, anything north of the Carolinas, I I don't uh I don't visit in the winter. So don't ask me to come see you in Boston. Got it. Unless it's like Oh, look, August is over. So
1: <laughs> But you got to get up to Montreal in the summer one one year because we have got the Jazz Fest, we got Fireworks Festival, we've got all sorts of arts and music and things for you to do. So do you, hot. do you go? I do. Yeah. I still have family in Montreal uh, and all over Canada. So yes.
0: Well, uh, okay. Well, let me see. We'll have to get together and talk and see if we can make this happen. I'll, okay. I'll have to say, I I, mean, I I can't just go to Montreal without a good reason. So right. we have to, m- I'll
1: give you lots of good reasons. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So we'll do that. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you heard it here. <laughs> Emily's gonna, going
1: to Montreal on vacation.
0: <laughs> Uncle Marv in Montreal. Uh all right. Well, Emily, thank you for hanging out here and uh being on the podcast. And we look forward to having you back on Wednesday the twenty-eighth. Uh any last words as we head out the door here that uh, will tempt people to come back and watch?
1: Um, you know, if you Ian and I, we, we love handling questions from the audience, so get, bring us your your tough questions. Be happy to take them, and we'll be happy to talk with everyone.
0: All right, and maybe by then, no, I, I don't have time to sign up for a, a, a demo by then. So we'll have to do, we'll have to do a, a follow up podcast down the road on that.
1: Okay.
0: So, all right. Well, Emily, thank you very much, folks. If you have been listening uh, this long, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, be sure to tune in Wednesday the twenty eighth for the live show. And if you are catching this as your very first podcast of the IT business podcast, uh, head over to the website and click on the follow button and be alerted whenever we have audio shows coming up or when we have a live show showing up on YouTube and the Facebook, uh, we'll be back with another episode real soon. We'll see you then. And until holla.